Well, with your Bibles open at Isaiah chapter 41, I'd like to direct your attention to one verse that's very dear and precious to our hearts, and that's in verse 10. And if you don't mind, why don't you read that verse? If you have your Bible open, read that verse out loud with me, please. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Let's bow in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, please help us to understand how these words apply to our hearts. Help us to, by faith, reach out and take hold of this amazing promise of God. Father, I pray that if there be anyone watching the broadcast today who's struggling with a fearful heart, fearful spirit, please, Father, minister to that one. Yea, Lord, minister to all of us. We don't know what tomorrow holds as the girls were singing. We don't know, but we know who holds tomorrow. And for this, we're very thankful. Our Heavenly Father, speak with our hearts, please. Holy Spirit, have thine own way. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Back in 1995, there was a small uh, clothing company that started up. It was a small little enterprise. They wanted to make clothing for teenagers. And back in 1995, now I think that's about uh, 35 years ago, something like that. They came up with the slogan that became a cult hit. This slogan, I think, has found its way around the world. And the slogan was two words. No fear. No fear. That was their slogan. And it has since been emblazoned upon uh, clothing and on bumper stickers. You see it. You see it everywhere you go. No fear. No fear. Truth is, in reality, there's a lot to be afraid of. I'm not going to give you a shopping list of different things that you can be afraid of. You probably could do a better shopping list than me. But right now, we've got a worldwide pandemic upon us. And uh, there are something like close to a billion people in lockdown right now. In some countries of the world, they have uh, laws mandating a, a designated errand person who would leave the home to be able to uh, pick up groceries or do errands on behalf of the family. The um, corona virus, they say, is uh, more deadly a virus than SARS or MERS or, or any of those ones. And so we don't know what tomorrow will hold. Uh, often it's the uh, elderly and the feeble who are uh, dying from this. But then there's uh, what appears to be healthy people as well dying from this. And so uh, is there anything to be afraid of? Well, I think so. I think so. And I believe that there is coming, according to the Bible, I believe there is coming a period of seven years upon the earth 
that the Bible refers to as the tribulation. Sometimes we call it the great tribulation. It's a pouring out of God's wrath upon an unbelieving world. And it will accomplish several purposes for God. The judgments God pours upon the earth will start small. This, what we're experiencing, is not a big judgment. I, I don't believe that this is one of the, the judgments of the tribulation. I don't believe we're in the tribulation right now. I want to make that clear. But this is helping to prepare the world for what is to come. That much I, I do believe. You know, uh, there are people today that are living in some terrible fear. Uh, just because of this current pandemic. And it's a horrible thing to live your life that way. To always be afraid. The nature of fear is uncertainty. That's what's behind fear. It's like a, a, a will I or a won't I. Uh, will it or won't it. And that uncertainty is what causes the fear. And of course we experience that when we're young in school. Coming up to final exams. Will I pass will I fail and there tends to be a fear young man trying to uh, court the affections of a young lady will will she uh, like me or won't she like me and so we have this will I won't I this iffy kind of situation and that's that's what lies behind fear and whether we call it nervousness or whatever it's all basically fear um, in 1 John 4.18, the Bible tells us fear hath torment. And that's very true. If you're listening to this broadcast and you're struggling with fear in some area of your life, be it at, at home or, or with someone or your health or your finances or something about tomorrow, and you're fearful, you know that torment. You know what I speak of. This is not something that only happens to a select few around the world. This is something that's common to uh, human fabric. Everyone struggles with this, this idea of fear. Because they don't know if it's going to be a good outcome or a bad outcome. And the torment. And sometimes people can't get to sleep at night. And it's gnawing at them. They wake up multiple times during the night and throughout the day. Some experience headaches and nausea. Some, some uh, uh, experience other, other uh, uh, physical problems. People have been known to break out in hives over fear because of the torment. Now listen, truth is, no matter how spiritual you are, there are going to be times when you will feel afraid. Human nature. You may be flying in an airplane. You may be walking home in the dark. You may be lost in a strange city. You may be facing an unknown dog on the street. You may be receiving some bad news. There's been a couple of times in my life where I've gotten an official looking letter. And the first thing I felt was a little bit of mm, panic, a little bit of fear. God answers three important questions for us for times of fear in this passage today. Now, the context of all of this is the Babylonian captivity. 
Israel had, uh, when, I, when I speak of Israel, I, I'm referring really to the, all of the 12 tribes. But they had um, fallen far from God. And they'd gotten involved with a lot of idol worship. God hates idol worship. Let me say that again. God Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth. God hates idol worship. Absolutely. It is revolting to God Almighty. And so the Jews got involved with a bunch of that stuff. They had a, a kingdom split. The two southern tribes. The northern ten tribes. The northern ten tribes went by the, the moniker of uh, Israel. The southern two tribes went by the moniker of Judah. And so the northern ten, ten tribes had been sort of conquered and taken into captivity. Now it all came right down to the last days here. And Jerusalem was still the capital city. And God, through the prophet Isaiah, was telling the people to prepare themselves because there was an epidemic on the way. The Babylonians were going to encamp around and we're going to conquer the city. There was going to be a deportation. Never before. Has an exiled nation ever. Been brought back to their homeland. To begin life anew. And yet that is what was going to happen. God was prophesying that. And God was giving his people courage. For what was to come. They needed courage because in the days to come, they would be overtrodden and they would witness disaster. They would witness the destruction of their beloved city. They were to be deported to a foreign land. They were to be held captive there for some 70 years. But they were to keep trusting in God. That one day he would allow them to return. And so we have this verse again, verse 10. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. This is a promise of God for every believer through every age. It is timeless. The truths found in verse 10 are timeless for everyone watching the broadcast today. For everyone listening to the sound of my voice now, it answers three important questions for us. And here they are. Number one. Question number one. Does God really know what I'm going through? Hey, have you ever asked that? I know I have. There are times when we face difficulty, circumstances that are overwhelming us. And it's kind of normal. To think, I wonder if God really knows what I'm going through. And sometimes I think the devil puts those words into our head too, doesn't he? He makes us wonder. That's part of his job. Well, the answer is yes. He knows. Look at verse 10. Fear thou not. Here's the answer to our question. Does he know what I'm going through? Yes. For I am with thee. I am with thee. Of course he knows. He's right there. He knows everything that's going on. 
He's never left our side. He's promised never to leave us nor forsake us. Old and New Testament both, he's promised that. It's very important that we understand that God is a faithful God. He knows what he's getting himself into when he takes us into his family. Does God really know what I'm going through? He sure does. There's a story told of a young boy <coughs> who had to walk past a spooky house at night. This was part of his journey home to get home. A few of the, uh, the neighbors learned of his predicament. And so one of them decided that they would install a light up near the spooky house to give some light. Another one told him, son, you should just have more backbone and trust in God. Man up to this thing. But these, uh, these things didn't work, didn't help the boy. And so the answer came from his father. His father said to him, son, I've arranged my schedule so that I will meet you and walk home with you. That fixed the problem. As soon as he had the presence of his father, he was no longer afraid. That's good news, isn't it? We have a heavenly father that knows everything we're going through. Hallelujah. There's a story of a prisoner some years ago in a prison who had committed an infraction of the prison rules and his punishment was to be taken and put down in the hole. The other prisoners all told him what to expect. And no one, no one cared for the hole because it was in the deepest part of the prison. And there was no light. And the door was shut. And he had to spend some 48 hours in there by himself. And when they took him down... And his heart was pounding with fear. And they pushed him in that room and they slammed the door shut. And the guards walked away and he could hear them walking away. And he, he found the wall. He couldn't see a thing. And he, he slumped down in despair. The thoughts of horror, darkness, just seemed to envelop him. And then all of a sudden he heard a little voice. Are you okay? He said, who's there? And the voice said, it's me. I'm the prison chaplain. I heard you were going to be in the hole. So I came down. I'm on the other side of the door. And I'm going to be here with you as long as you're in the hole. And that brought tremendous hope to the man's heart. You know, we have someone who's more faithful than any chaplain can possibly be, than any human father can possibly be. We've got Almighty God as our Father when we're born again in Christ. We've got God as our Father who's promised never, ever to leave us, nor to forsake us. Praise the Lord for that. I believe it was David Livingston, tremendous missionary and pioneer in the continent of Africa when it was still known as the Dark Continent. And that man was incredibly brave. 
But he told the people when he left and went on some preaching tours, went over to back to Europe, and he told them, he said, here's my secret. And he turned to Matthew 28, 19 and 20. And the words of Jesus, lo, I am with you always. He said, that's my favorite verse. He said, that's my secret. I never walk alone. And when that great pioneer and missionary statesman finally went home to heaven, he left but a few meager earthly possessions. But they found in his, his old worn out Bible, they found a poem entitled, Jesus and I. Jesus and I. You see, God answers the question for us. He knows what tomorrow holds. And we don't know. I don't know. None of us do. But God has promised. There's nothing to be afraid of. Because I am with thee. That's good news. Someone out there say amen. Text it. Text it right now. Get on that chat and say amen pastor. Praise the Lord. But there's yet two more wonderful truths, two more answers that God gives us to questions we have. Number one, does God really know what I'm going through? Yes, I am with thee. Question number two, with all what's been happening to me, with all what I'm going through, am I really a child of God? Can I really know I'm saved? Can I know it for sure? Well, Let's be very clear about this. The only way anyone can be part of God's family. Now listen, there's only one God, only one creator God. There's always only ever been one creator God. There are not multiple gods out there. There's one creator God. The creator of heaven and earth. God reveals himself to us in the Holy Bible. He reveals himself as one God and yet eternally existent in three separate persons of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's something a little beyond our human minds. And yet, He's revealed it to us. Because of our sin problem, God Himself had to come to earth to fix it. That's where Jesus comes in. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And so the only way anyone can ever become part of God's family is through Jesus Christ. He is the door. He is the way. There is no other way to come to the Father but through the Son, the Lord Jesus. And if you're watching this broadcast and you've never been born again, you've never personally received Christ through prayer, through repentance and prayer. I'm not talking about the, uh, the mass at, our, at the, 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 the Catholic church where they give you that little host and they say, receive Christ. I'm not talking about that at all. I'm talking about a time when you get on your knees and confess your sin and repent of your sin and cry out to Jesus as the one and only the Savior, and invite Him to forgive your sins and come into your heart and be your Savior and your King. That's the only way anyone can ever come 
to know Christ as Savior. This coming April, first week of April, April the 6th, it'll be 45 years since I've received the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. And so I know a little bit about this business of being born again and, and being part of His family. And so sometimes as we go through dark days, as we go through troubles, we have cause to wonder, well, if I was really saved, would this be happening to me? This, of course, brings us to our second question. How can I know? How can I know for sure the assurance that I'm his and he is mine? He answers it. Verse 10. He says, fear thou not. For I am with thee. Then he says, be not dismayed. Here's the answer. Say it out loud with me. For I am thy God. There's all the assurance we need right there. He is ours, beloved. Amen to that. You can type in another amen, please. Hmm. We know that the Bible teaches us that God's people often go through hard times. Hard times are nothing new for born-again people, men and women, young people, seniors that have Christ in their heart. Hard times, tough times are nothing new. For 2,000 years, the believers have faced a lot of hard times, and yet they came through victorious. Number one, because I am with thee. Number two, I am thy God. Let me read a couple of scriptures for you. In Acts 14.22 says, We must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. Romans 8.36, For thy sake we are killed all the day long. 1 Peter 1.7 talks about the trial of your faith. Hard times are not surprising for God's people. We had a long legacy, a long history of it. But we also have a long history of overcoming. We also have a long lineage of brave Christian men and women who went through various trials and testings and came through victorious the other side. And so will we. So will we. That's good to know. We come now to the third question. Question number one. Does God really know what I'm going through? The answer is yes. He says, I am with thee. Question number two. Am I really a child of God? And by the way, 1 John 5.13 says, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life. 1 John 5.13, good, good verse to know. But question number three. Will I make it through this? Will I make it through? Will I really get through? Will I come out the other side? Well, the answer is yes. God answers it for you here in verse 10. He says, I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand. Of my righteousness. Yes. God promises. He'll be with us. He'll not forsake us. He'll walk with us. From the beginning. 
right through to the end. It was the psalmist David who said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Amen. Praise the Lord. Here I'm holding a pen. I think it's a Bic pen. No, it's a paper mate. It's a paper mate pen. Now, I don't know if you've ever tried this little experiment, this scientific experiment, but try sometime. Let's see if I can, where can I put this so you can see it? Maybe here. Try sometime to make that stand up all by itself right there on the point. Take a pen. Maybe you might want to try it right now. Take your pen or pencil, and without jamming it into something, just set it on the table in front of you. and See if you can make it balance and stand up all by itself. Because I'll wager you can't. You can't. And yet, if you look at mine, you'll notice mine is standing upright perfect, isn't it? Isn't it? Right? It's standing there perfect. But you say, Pastor, that's because you're holding it. That's right. I am upholding it. You get the idea? That pen couldn't stand on its own. Not in a million years. It needs someone to uphold it. And I'm telling you, God will uphold you, my friend. Just as you can uphold that pen, God will uphold you, my brother, my sister. He'll hold you up. He promises. Look at what he says. I will uphold thee. Isn't that what he just said? Isn't that his promise? Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's, that's his, those are his words. That's his promise. Amen. You know something? You don't have to hang your head. You can be confident over the next weeks and months. In Proverbs chapter 28, 1, it says, The wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. You say, well, how bold is a lion? Well, last time I checked, they're pretty bold. Did you know that the Lord Jesus himself in Revelation 5, 5 is referred to as the lion of the tribe of Judah? Did you know that? And when you have that Lord Jesus living inside you, you have that same lion of the tribe of Judah. And the righteous are as bold as a lion. How can that be? Because it's not us. It is him upholding us. It's his boldness, his strength. His power, His faith, His love, His compassion, His supply. It's Him in us and through us. This is the secret. And this, my beloved, is the reason why we can sing. We can sing blessed assurance 
and we can sing it is well with my soul and we can sing to God be the glory and victory in Jesus and all hail the power of Jesus name and build it on the book and burdens are lifted at Calvary and a mighty fortress is our God and the solid rock and we have an anchor and how firm a foundation and I know whom I have believed and a haven of rest and a shelter in the time of storm and leaning on the everlasting arms and my anchor holds and he is able to deliver thee. We can sing it all because of Jesus. Fear thou not for I am with thee. Be not dismayed for I am thy God. I will help thee. Yea. I think I said it wrong. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. I'm so excited about that promise. I can't even say it. Praise God. I got it written in front of me though. Hallelujah. Oh, folks, we've got good news. You turn on the world's news and all you hear is bad news. This many more people died and this many more people are in lockdown. And this, this is another bad prediction of what's going to happen and, and doom and gloom. But we've got a God who's holding our hand and he's going to get us through. And all we need to do is just live for him. And that's my encouragement for you today. Fear thou not. Live for Jesus. Fear thou not during this pandemic. Live for Jesus. Fear thou not, even though your circumstance don't look so good, you can live for Jesus because he will never leave you. He will see you through. That's his absolute promise. Amen. Absolute. And so, I'm not trying to minimize the seriousness of COVID-19. I'm not trying to minimize that at all. Chances are, we're going to see the caseload rise in Canada. Chances are we're going to see other economic repercussions. We may see more bare shelves at the grocery store. They may have to turn to rationing, like they're turning to rationing in some other countries of the world. We may see some of these things come upon us. We don't know what the future holds. But bless God. We know who holds the future. And so if you're struggling with fears about your health or fears about your finances or fears about your job or fears about being able to pay the bills or fears about being cut off in isolation and loneliness without human contact like what you normally regularly have, fear thou not. Pray with me.